butts, butts. Okay, I'm gonna. It's butts. It's when we get to the butts moment. I know mm-hmm. we're ready to go. Polyhedron is a production of Head Cannon Games LLC. Please bookmark Head Cannon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to Patreon.com/Polyhedron. Now on with your show. Hello, welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. I don't like change, Matt. And Scott. Yeah, everything about this is wrong. I don't know what they're complaining about. Everything's perfectly fine. I think they're just having one of their episodes. No, there's a weird arm thingy in front of me and a big black ice cream cone. Like, what's where's the thing, the clippy thing that goes on my lapel? And there's odd angles at the walls, and uh, like I feel like they might plummet me into a non-Euclidean space, uh, and I might have to confront the great old ones. Well, you may. That's that's the after show, actually. Yeah, this, uh, right. twenty dollars on Patreon gets you the after show where we fight Cthulhu. <laughs> we lose very quickly, yeah. but it is entertaining. Yep, for all about mm, ten seconds. Oh god, that reminds me. I was at Origins the year that they released the big Cthulhu hero clicks. Oh gee, and, oh yeah. Uh, like it was, it was massive. It was, it was <laughs> about hero clicks. Yeah, it was about the size of like your average desktop PC, uh, <laughs> and it was just really well done. Like it had like the hero clicks, and you could turn it. Yeah, there was like only like was one there or an two Allen wrench or something that you needed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Get the Allen wrench. <laughs> <laughs> We had to mount it to the actual table to turn it. Yeah, but it was <laughs> impressive. Two man job. That, I, that means it was even bigger than the Galactus one they made back so. in the day. Yes, too. I remember seeing the Galactus one. That was equally stupid. Yeah, that was like a f- it's like a foot, two feet off the table. I mean, I don't play Hero Clicks, but had I not spent all the money to go up to Ohio. I might have gotten it just because it looked cool. <laughs> I don't know what I would have said to you if you came back is- from Ohio uh, with a goddamn four foot tall <laughs> Cthulhu hero clip. It's sad if you had, if you. I spent all my money going to Ohio. Is the saddest thing I've ever heard. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> not anything bad about Ohio. It was though. a fun convention. It just it was nothing like Dragon Con. Like, yeah, at all. yeah, because that was like your only con experience. Like, your main con experience main, was I mean, Dragon AWA, con. Dragon Con, some smaller cons. Uh, I, yeah, I, like, I, I saw a flyer for a room party, but, like, the room that was on the tag didn't exist. <laughs> so it was really, really sad. They were trolling. They were real. they were actually trolling. It was, it was funny. Uh, it was secretly before the Harry, internet. It was yeah. secretly a Harry Potter one where you had to go to the, uh, was it nine and a half, like, station nine and a half or something? No, it was a BDSM one. Oh, fair. But I, they, I, they trolled. They absolutely, <laughs> I was an absolute troll, and I have to give them props well, for it. Well, everyone, welcome back to Polyhedron. I know this is not how we usually start our episodes, but we were just going off on a tangent. Me there. complaining and us going off on a tangent? Of course this is how we start our <laughs> Polyhedron <laughs> episodes. It's pretty you, much par for the course. Oh, I mean, crap. Am I in one of these alternate dimensions? Is it the goddamn foam on the wall? Yeah, yeah Matthew, you put us into an alternate dimension. No, no, I'm an alternate dimension Matthew, who's used to doing it another way. Uh, okay. Sorry, crap. I'm Bra- sorry. I should have told be, you about this, guys. Perhaps we should let the audience in on the joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, he sounds you can't stuff. see this. Yeah, the... The, the our, our recording space has been significantly altered and upgraded. Um, we should post a picture of it. Oh, we will. Uh, I'll um, see about doing that. Um, like the the before picture isn't really entertaining. It's just like you know a room in a house. But now it actually kind of looks 
like a recording space. Yeah, what I've done is uh, we've thanks uh, to uh, Kaylee Chambers and our patrons who have been able to put a little money away and buy some more mics, some more mic stands, and put some acoustic foam on the walls. Yes, I know that's super exciting for everyone out there, but it's basically if you're hearing this right now, you're probably hearing that it's a much better quality sound and that's why you're not hearing us echo off the walls and we sound a little bit more personable and in your face. I always sound personable, but well, now I just sound sultry. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Now you're like chocolate, like smooth well, now, now, chocolate. Now we're, we're like late night radio DJs. Do it. It'll do it happen right. eventually. Like, Just let it happen naturally. Scott. Okay, <laughs> you eventually, can't force these things. Eventually, I'm just going gonna, gonna to slip real close to this microphone, and it's going to get weird. All right? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to feel feelings that you, eh, you don't feel very often. Well, given the, the, the dark and sultry subject we're going on today, I feel like the, you know it's par for the course that I'm going to make some shitty 90s joke about radio <laughs> so, DJs. So stay tuned, everyone, for the Sultry Ryan show and if I, a little bit. And, you know, if I don't pull it off because I forget or something, because, you know, you know, memory of a goldfish, uh, I, I assure you that at some point while I am recording, you're going to get the full, you know, 88.5 college radio experience <laughs> out of me. Oh, oh, I, I look forward to that. I miss 88.5. Yeah. But anyways, let's actually get on to the meat and potatoes of the show. So we're our news segment and our main topic segment are all going to be one and the same because a big thing happened over this weekend on Friday the twelfth. It was like the twelfth. It was yeah. the twelfth. It was it was over the weekend. The um, keynote speech, speech happened on the twelfth. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, so uh, White Wolf in Berlin did uh, basically it was kind of a convention, I believe. Yeah, it was specifically the World of Darkness convention yeah, was, in Berlin. It was, it was a big World of Darkness convention. They ran their end of line uh, LARP. Uh, which needs to come to Atlanta, God damn it! Uh, and they had a big presentation and keynote uh, regarding Vampire the Masquerade Fifth Edition, uh, which was very interesting. They re- the the VTM five uh, presentation got released on YouTube. The keynote did not. So we know about half of what went on there in terms of presentation. It's true, and also uh, the VTM five like little presentation they did put up was you know hand cam like yeah i mean they were allowed to do it it wasn't mm -hmm. like he was hiding what he was doing but like it it's a little quiet here and there and like you can't hear the questions that are asked Mm -hmm. i'll put a link in the description so don't worry about that if you want to follow along with exactly what was said it's about an hour long it's it's really informative Uh, i mean it's more tantalizing than informative but yeah it's an overview of what they're kind of thinking about what fifth edition will be because the very next day what they did was people in the audience who signed up got to actually play the what they call the pre-alpha play test which yeah. is just an alpha in my mind <laughs> super not done yet <laughs> super not done yet um well like from what they were talking about they're going through a lot of different like ideas and variations mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, the rules guy mentioned that like the version that they're doing like the core system is just one version of the core system even mm-hmm. they haven't even like 100% nailed down the core mechanics yeah. yet but much like their uh, their rival brother uh, in Wizards mm-hmm. they really want 5th Ed to be accessible and that's yeah. really what they were if there's one thing I can tell you they're going to do everything in their power to make this accessible to new people because if not all of their fans are going to die in the next 10 years yeah, and, oh shit. and then they will go out of business yeah possibly so, yeah no pretty much so to, we give you the brief overview of it is basically they wanted to sort of point by point give you a brief rundown of what's going to happen probably in the next two to three years of their production cycle which is they're working on fifth edition to get a mainline book 
Um, but before that actually comes out, they're going to produce something really interesting in my mind. It is the Beckett Jihad Diary, which it actually takes canon from right after basically Gehenna was supposed to happen or did happen, question mark. And through novelization of through Beckett and others, you're going to know more about the canon of what's happening and the new status of the world of darkness. Yeah, actually, I think what's what's that's mostly true. What what I took off of it was mm-hmm. that Beckett's Jihad Diary is essentially going to be the official version of Gehenna, mm-hmm. uh, like the the unreliable narrator um, version of what what officially happened. Because the Time of Judgment Gehenna book had a, a bunch of different off- options. The Clan novels and the Gehenna novel itself presented a certain uh, a certain viewpoint of it. That uh, over went over one of those options, right? Or was yeah, it, a, it, was it, it another? It was option? kind of an amal- amalgam, somewhat. Yeah. And even when you like listen to this little speech from in Berlin. The he uh, the main I, I I don't know what that fellow's name is with the long hair Martin Erickson. Okay, he talked about his love of the unreliable narrator because it's just like oh well you know anything that was quote unquote canon we can just say was from a the perspective of some idiot. And, yeah, exactly. Including including accidental racism in some of the old books. Yeah, that's I think that's going to be the biggest. Uh, use of unreliable narrator to get rid of the a- accidental and not so accidental racism because there was a lot of it. They want the kindred it was the of 90s. the east. They want the kindred of the east to be a big thing. If uh, yeah. well, no, he th- wants it, yeah, but he won't let it happen unless he gets someone who wows him with what they're going to do with it. Well, and, and more specifically, it. someone who knows what they're talking about. And the big selling point, the thing that absolutely has to happen, is someone who lives there, who lives in a like who like the, he he wants a, a Asian. Uh, either Asian American or you know Asian, just Asian. We had a we had a very similar sort of ruling with Scion, right? It's right. Like, yeah. If you're not, if you didn't grow up there, you're if, not. If, gonna... if it's not actually your culture, then I mean, we don't if want you it. have like PhD after your name, I suppose. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if you have a PhD in the subject of the history and culture, mm-hmm. you might get a pass, right? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. in, sure. uh, on the back end, and not naming names, that's actually true. There are people who are working that aren't. That's not the culture they're working on, but because of their academic. Uh, and experience background, they're, they're, he's saying, you fit the bill, the criteria that I need to right. write. But um, anyway, back to the Jihad Diary, yep. uh, what I took off of it is that it's going to describe like the, the events of around 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. which is when they're saying that, that Gehenna quotation marks happened uh, with a lot of open questions of what is Gehenna? Is this a cyclical thing? Is this an ongoing thing? Uh, the nature of Gehenna is going to be kind of up in the air but the jihad diary is going to nail down, at least in terms of Be- from Beckett's perspective, uh, certain things that that did happen, uh, and then the releases from that they've described that as being the handoff point between V twenty, yeah, yeah, V twenty and the Onyx Path uh, crew. Yeah, uh, that's going to be the handoff point between Onyx Path and the new White Wolf, uh, as saying like from this point on everything is new White Wolf. Yeah. Um, which that was Neo good. White I mean, I, I appreciate that they, uh, that they, uh, uh, mentioned Onyx path and that apparently, and, I, uh, we, we got a big dollop of a lot of like speculation and secondhand information off this before this video dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, which some of it, some of it 
is accurate. Some of it sounded a little bit alarmist, which is why I'm really glad that this video got released. Mm. Um, but one of the things I've heard uh, rumor-wise is that the White Wolf, uh, the new documentary about World of Darkness, uh, which premiered at the convention. Yes, it did. Uh, which makes me salivate and want to watch oh, it. Oh, totally. Um, we should have a watching party or oh, something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they Something that I've heard is that Onyx Path gets downplayed or not mentioned at all, hmm. uh, which is kind of upsetting because they did kind of carry it during yeah. the during the, the sort of this fallow period, um, and they did a lot of really they good work. They kept the candle burning is basically what mm-hmm. they did, was to say the mythos of vampirism and, and especially from what Old World Darkness had developed, we still kept a glimmer of that in our in our Chronicles of Darkness. Right. And it's still there, but now that White Wolf has been resurrected and, right. and rejuvenated, they want to take it into a new direction, and Onyx Pass should absolutely get some credit Credit is due on All, that. Also, we're stealing some of your stuff. So, yeah, you know, give, give him a handshake because, you know, bloodlines are going to be a thing. Yeah. Like that, that's been pretty yeah. much. Confirmed. Yeah, they, they did mention, they did mention that they, they were, they were going to crib some stuff from Chronicles of Darkness system um, for, for the new vampire. And, I think that's great because the, the mechanics of Chronicles of Darkness are, are really good. Yeah, they're um, a good iteration, and therefore another iteration will probably probably make them even better to oh, be absolutely. more representative of what they want. Um, Hopefully streamline just a little bit. Yeah, actually, yeah. we can talk about mechanics. This is actually, in this little, oh, uh, yeah. little overview, they talked about mechanics, and one of the big things they talked about from the main was most of it will be compatible, retroactively compatible with... Old wad stuff. Yeah. In general. Yeah, they basically said that like you could you their goal, and I think this is actually a pretty ambitious goal, is that you should be able to pick up an old World of Darkness book, um, and you know turn your head sideways and be able to use content uh, from yeah. it. Um, uh, but to, to to finish off the stuff about the story the storyline, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is they're saying that Becca's Jihad Journal describes like two thousand five two thousand six. And then the up the impending Vampire Five releases are going to describe what has happened in the past ten years. Yeah, it, actually, I think from what I was I was watching, it says when the first book comes out, that is basically I think somewhere between twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. and it will describe what the new status quo is, what mm-hmm. what the world is like, and what vampires, the Cam, the Anarchs, and later down the line, the Sabat are dealing with. And, and they've they've done some. Change-ups. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get that up. in a minute. Yeah, I was I was very interested to hear the change-ups because now, uh, well, I mean, do you want to just get down to the yeah, change-ups? Yeah, sure, go right ahead, man. The main change-up that, that was, like, very surprising to me and that's center stage is that uh, the Camarilla just basically, like, kicked, what, over half of everyone yeah. in it out, basically. Yeah, it's just like, hey, you anarch pieces of shit, get out of here. Yeah. You're, we are a self-selecting... Group or secret we're a secret organ- society again. Yeah. Now we're a secret society. We're self-selecting, and only good little vampires get to join yeah. us by following the one rule we give you, monsters: follow the masquerade. Well, actually, actually, it's like like they they mandate that the anarchs follow the masquerade. Right. It's the other rules that, um, uh, it's that for a little. They did go into a little backstory. What it is is because this is an information age, and anarchs are being young, being young and generally rebellious youth of vampires they're using the internet to talk about their stuff fucking snapchatting their feeding yeah and the cam had a giant conniption fit over this because they're like you're basically breaking our most sacred rule the rule that will keep us all safe I mean the war of the ages is is a full goddamn swing the sabbat supposedly they didn't go to a lot of detail but the sabbat have done something to awaken an ancient beast 
something is running around doing something. Well, they, yeah, they basically said that like a lot of the Sabbat have have picked up and gone to the Middle East, um, and and are uh, are not necessarily directly responsible, but certainly contributing to the chaos that yeah, is going and, on. And part there. of it is they're going anywhere there's war. They're going yeah. anywhere that, that they can. Their violence and their abilities will not be easily seen by anyone, or easily be written off as like trauma, well, so that they can do what they want to do where they I want. And that to. also kind of makes sense. Where the fuck do you think all of the majority of the elders are sleeping? Yeah, like they're sleeping in the fertile crescent. They're yeah. they're they're sleeping in where humanity arose, and so which is the Middle East. And so with the Sabbat sort of occupied with something. Uh, the cam freaking out about the anarchs they basically said you know what follow only one rule which is obey the masquerade we are going to be we are pulling ourselves away as much as we can from from the the nightlife as it were and being like we are our own secret society having our own agendas and nobody gets in unless we say you're not by default in the camera well yeah I mean they they previously made the bold statement of every vampire is a every kindred is a member of the Camarilla whether they like it or not yep which that's a very drastic change, and I have to say it's interesting. I think um, it will be very cool because when you get new players in, and, mm-hmm. and I'm speaking from a very uh, American centric mm-hmm. perspective here. When I say this, is since you have a players who are, especially if you get young people mm-hmm. who only really understand like the democratic mm-hmm. society, having them by default be anarchs, mm-hmm. which have a very democratic society to begin with, makes it very easy for them to to relate and understand yeah. what they're characters are going uh, through but instead of dealing with the Byzantine yeah, I, legal I, well, system I th- of the I, camp. I think that that's just going to make the Anarchs a much bigger deal. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I think they're going to really... that They're going to be a huge player. And and what it comes down to is, let's be completely honest, like, uh, most people, when they start playing Vampire the Masquerade, aren't particularly interested in, you know, being a courtier. In, yeah. in the modern day, it's yeah, not... that takes uh, that takes some, some time to mature in a person. Yeah, you don't really want like to be under the thumb of eighteen different NPCs yeah. that can at any moment for any reason fuck your life up if you make even the slightest mistake. And that's really the world of what it was to be a neonate mm-hmm. in the in old world yeah. of darkness. Like, there's always a sort of Damocles hanging over your head that it's like, well, if you screw up too hard, it's that's game over, kid. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, well, I think I think that means that there's going to be a lot more emphasis on like street level play, which which tracks with all the things that they're saying about like they. I'm very interested to see how they're going to make good on this claim, which is the claim of we're going to make the hunt a huge and very fun part of the game. Yeah, like the- feeding is going to be not just something you roll in a background off camera scene. It's going to be. F- it's going to be fun. It's going to be part of your life. It's front and center. It's yeah. because one of the things they said repeatedly from the game designer to the to the main uh, setting guy was like, hey, you are a creature who hunts and feeds. That is the hunger and blood is is a very much a part of you. Mm-hmm. And we need to emulate that in the setting and in the mechanics to really emphasize of your interaction with it and they, how you deal with it. They really wanted to get rid of, I mean, and this was everyone who talked about it. It's like, they wanted to get rid of blood as the, as your uh, vampire gas meter. Yeah. yeah. That was a very that clever was, way of putting that it. That was the way they put it. It's like, yeah, it's just your gas meter. It's your superpower. It's a fuel for your superpowers. Yeah. yeah they're, they're charms. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're charms. Charms. <laughs> they're just, they're just yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, I, I think, um, I mean, they obviously talked a little bit about how they're going to do that and I think it's very interesting. I think measuring hunger, like they're yeah. using hunger as the 
note and it's not always gonna go down like i yeah. mean it's, it's not always gonna change it's right? not a yeah. not a one one yeah. to give you an overview of what they said and basically how it works because i wrote a special note down in short hunger erodes your composure which makes it more likely that you will be tempted to frenzy when you're tempted to frenzy mm-hmm. you will frenzy essentially goes what in more detail what they did was it says when you spend blood you may you may aka you roll you may get hungry mm-hmm. and Hunger will make you try to do things. You can yeah. dap that down by spending composure and or willpower, depending on how yeah. the mechanics shake out. And But that means when you are tempted to frenzy, you don't have that composure slash willpower to stop yourself from frenzying. So you can either mead yourself out, yeah. the beast out in, in little drip mm-hmm. drops, or you're going to explode on one thing at and, one time. And your your hunger is represented. It's a, it's a raw number. It is, you know, zero through. I don't think you're ever at zero, yeah. probably. Probably not. But like you're, it's it's some it's a discrete integer value mm-hmm. that makes up that takes up the first parts of your dice pool. Yeah. So if you have a hunger of three and a pool of six, three of those, the first three dice you roll Are will always be hunger, no matter dice. what pool you're rolling. Yeah. And ones on those dice are bad. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to. Well, I love like if you roll ones on those dice, and those gives you compulsions. And I love the way they describes them because they just said it wasn't just like the bestial hunger drive. They described it as like the pull of your ancient blood, which is how I think they're probably going to do things like clan weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, and other, other sort of mystical uh, compulsions yep. and whatnot, which that's really cool. And you can choose to by by spending your composure or not spending your composure to lean into that. And the more you lean into it, it might cause you, you know, problems, but it will mean that you have that resource in your hand when, you know, someone sets off a flashbang in your face or if, you know, your, 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 the brute, your Bruja rival finds and kills your mother, mm-hmm. um, if you still have a mother, uh, and, and, and that the, the anger comes up, which I think it's, it's, it sounds like there's like this cascading system of, of choice and consequence, like they said, like things, it's not it's not about spending blood in quotation marks. It's there are actions that you can take that risk hunger. Mm. Like you you may or may not become Which, more hungry. Uh, that would be very interesting from a mechanical perspective. Of maybe you still have blood points. Maybe you don't even have blood points, and they just become I, this dice exchanging uh, of my, across your if, pools. If I had to make my guess at it, what it's going to be is going to be a threshold of failure. Yeah, uh, it's like. If you maybe it's or maybe even a threshold of success, so you mm-hmm. succeed like, too well. If you, uh, we might be looking at a standard deviation system yeah. at yeah. this point. It's like if you ho- if you don't hit the target number within a certain mm-hmm. amount, you may do too well, and you may overdo it and get yeah. hungry because you yeah, just I overexerted mean, yourself. Uh, yeah, you, you used or your potence. You used your 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 thing that yep. you, you threw a car when you meant to you oh, know throw a mailbox. Yeah, I don't they, know. because one of the things they sort of made an analogy of like a normal person is. Some people get are hungry on a very regular basis, and they know exactly when they're getting hungry. Some people are like, you know, I don't feel very hungry today. Even though you've been doing a lot, you're like, I'm not very hungry today. Like, hunger comes out of the blue. So I just had a realization is what they're talking about is diabetes. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Like, kind oh, of. my blood sugar goes a little off. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, and you know the Bruja's just going to always have plus one hunger. Yeah. Have you know that's their, you know that's you their weakness. Have you met someone in, uh, in the midst of having very low blood sugar? Oh, yeah. They're extremely irritable. He's married to one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think she has that. She just no, no, she doesn't have diabetes. She just gets very angry when she gets hungry. That's, well, there's that's the, very true. Uh, a little medical tangent. She probably does have low blood sugar. I get low blood sugar, and I know exactly because it feels like the entire world is collapsing down around me. I just want to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Not that was the medical court. minute with polyhedron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I do have diabetes. But I mean, that that sounds like a pretty good comparison. No, and I wonder I wonder if I wonder if any of the developer team is like a hardcore diabetic. I mean uh look at the lead guy and you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey now. Yeah, yeah. There was one guy who was I share that body mass ratio. <laughs> so do and he I. Rocks yeah. it, sir. Uh yeah, one of the lead designers that you'll see if you watch the video is he's kind of a atypical old fat nerd. And man, but I I applaud him because his, the thing that won me over to him, he didn't speak as well as the rest of them, but he was like, "Yeah, if there's not a death spiral in my in a game, I'm gonna put it in there." I was like, "Bravo, sir! Yeah. Thank you very much yeah, for creating a, that level a big of drama." Call of Cthulhu guy. Also, and... he 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 has spoken as a man mm-hmm. who has played far too much Masquerade, and that's why he doesn't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I am burnt out, but I'll still design the crap out of it because yeah. that'll make it more." In- but that means he'll make it more interesting because he's like, "Oh, I'm re- I know all the old tropes." There's something to be said for someone who has a little bit of hate in his pocket. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just talking about talking about like flipping through like a bunch of pages as a storytelling. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's four. The an- the number's four. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for a difficulty or whatever. Fuck yeah. it. It's well, four. Well, that's another thing. They said they're definitely taking taking from the Chronicles of Darkness is it's just going to be one, one target number. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a seven. That's it. Deal with it. I, I, I like the Chronicles of Darkness. Um, you succeed. Mm-hmm. Or you don't succeed. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like I like the dice pools that are like you know right out right off the bat if you did it, I'm okay with there being like gradients of success. Yeah, mm-hmm. there I, there always should be. You'd be amazed how many GMs forget about that. Now something that actually didn't come up in this, and I'm not oh, surprised that. that it didn't come up in this. Mm. Oh, speculation um, time. Well, no, it's not speculation. It's 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 real things that are re- that that have happened. Um, is the controversy regarding uh, the guy who wrote the Vampire Mobile app. Mm. Um, and this is actually my biggest concern uh, regarding New White Wolf and New Vampire, New All of That. Uh, because uh, as I've, I've looked into it and researched it, and uh, there's been a number of our friends have sort of uh, gone to the wall and done a good deal of uh, link mining regarding the subject. Um, this guy named Zach S., um, he is kind of a huge asshole it seems uh like there's a lot of evidence to, to indicate that he's done like concerted effort to harass like trans and queer people mm. um and yes. the biggest thing the biggest thing that, that the biggest red flag is that uh and it was actually it was, this was the point when i stopped playing that game uh when he put a character in there who was a trans woman uh and it was a very it was a shitty uh portrayal like it was a very shitty portrayal of a trans person, and it turns out that that person is a real person. Uh, oh. It's it's someone that that particular writer has had public beef with in the past. Oh, sweet God! Uh, and um, that's terrible. It really is. It's really bad and, and why, lazy. And Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. terrible and lazy. Yeah, and the, the problem there is that a they hired this guy, and b they let that that specific thing happen in the game, uh, and they haven't really come out with any sort of legitimate or, or appropriate uh, comeback from that. They basically said things along the lines of, well, we've looked into it and we don't think it's that big of a problem. And he's promised not to be like that again, well, which is a mixed message. Bad. It's a mixed message of, well, it's not really real, 
but he's not going to do it again. Like, okay, those are two different things. Uh, and yeah, that, that is very troubling. Um, well, I've considering heard... that, that White Wolf has always been like, oh, oh, you know, and the community that surrounds mm-hmm. it, I, I wouldn't, transphobic wouldn't be the word I would use to describe it for sure. It's usually tries to be, well, okay, inclusive is also not yeah. a word I would use to describe it. Well, yeah. what yeah. are we? Uh, well, I guess you got to remember, I mean, as for all, for all the inclusion of the, the gaming, the gaming community and we advocate here on Polyhedron, we we're like, everyone should be able to play and have fun and have a good time. But you got to remember that kind of stuff. It was surprisingly close-minded. You know how close-minded nerds can get. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, I do. it takes time. To, certain prejudices and certain assumptions take a lot of time to break down. And even in twenty seventeen, we're still having issues with well, it that it, we need to work on. It's the thing if we really need to stop looking at it through rose-colored glasses and really remember the fact that you know things like Clan Ravnos and the Asimites. Yeah. Like back in the day when I was sixteen, I thought that shit was awesome. Uh, but looking on it now, it's like, no, that's really racist towards, like, Arabs and Romani. Um, it's I mean, not good. I love Clan Ravnos with, like, like a lot of me. I love mm-hmm. that. I mean, and there are certain aspects of it that are just so neat. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can... That's the bad thing about representation. You assume, based on, like, oh, this is, like, a positive... They're, like, badasses. And they're yeah. like... That's still a bad representation because it it only it almost fetishizes that mm-hmm. that that ethnicity or that per, yeah. that culture. It doesn't take everything into account. I mean, when you ra- portray the culture, <laughs> the Ravnos being forced to have basically a dementation at character creation of some sort of criminal activity. Is yeah, like, yeah. When come on you, now, okay, yeah. Here in 2017, like pulling all the way back, it's like. Holy God. <laughs> Whoa, man. But, yeah, that's, that's really my biggest concern uh, is that, you know, there were a lot of rumors and a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, you know, chatter on the net. Like Martin Eric Ellerson was like kind of a, the, a big old edgelord and was, you know, had his, had an instinct of thumbing his nose at uh, political correctness, or as I like to call it, treating people with respect. Uh, and that was a little worrying, but then this thing happened and the response from them was not what I would like it to be, uh, and it's just troubling. I really, I really hope they turn around on that and and come full forward because I can respect their stances on things like no, they have they made a big point of like there's no overall code of conduct that we're going to mandate. Like you, you run your game to be as as intimate and dark and respectful by the standards of your community. Like the thing he mentioned, like there's always been in a White Wolf book talking about LARPing, a mandated no-touching rule, and he's all like, that's just not a thing that's going to happen. Like, if you if you can manage your consent uh, your consent mechanics... That should be troop rules anyway. States yeah. rats. States rats. Well, it's the idea of we shouldn't have to micromanage you. You guys yeah. should be able to be mature enough. And that's kind of probably where he's coming from is, yeah. A, we're not going to be held responsible because we're not going to put that in our game mm-hmm. to begin with, and B, uh, we expect you be mature enough to handle this mature content so please act like adults if you don't like an adult it's not our fault i mean the because you should be acting like adults i i and i do respect that and i and i agree with that and the umbrella what organization I, of uh of the larp right mm-hmm. made a very very distinct declaration about what's a no-go in terms of yep, content absolutely. as an organization and weirdly enough people were super duper pissed about that yeah it's it's I mean, I respect that stance, but what I don't respect is them bringing on. I mean, I they should not have ele- uh, approved that is specifically that specific aspect of that game. Like, 
that's just tacky. Like having like taking a personal axe and bringing it into something like that shows a lack of judgment uh, uh, from that, from not only the the writer certainly but the higher ups who let yeah his, that editor, get into, and, yeah, his and editor and everyone and, else and, everyone and the else. creative director. That's yeah. absolutely you're absolutely correct on that. It sounds like to me from very from my very loose interpretation of what you've told me, it sounds like somebody just didn't do their homework. And it was kind of like a we need a programmer to write we need a writer and a programmer to do this. Yeah. Okay, I know a guy. Okay, good. He's fine. He's not gonna like he doesn't like have felonies on his record. Okay, it's fine. Moving right along. Make it and they didn't have time to sit down and look at the far reaching implications. Well, yeah, usually like uh, you know and, but that's the thing is like it was this wasn't a thing where like oh you had to like go down a branching storyteller path to get to this thing it was just a thing that happened and, like and you're all it's gonna be like it it makes me very very wary about that and if shit like that keeps happening like I'm I am not going to like double down and go on this particular witch hunt and say you know down with White Wolf or White Wolf has to do X Y and Z before I give them my money I know there are friends of, of ours that take that stance and I you know that's their stance and that's fine because it's a, it's a much more personal subject to them but it is something that if it keeps happening. And if it doesn't get redressed, then I might have to say goodbye to to, to White Wolf because mm-hmm. that makes me really uncomfortable and like that's not the kind of game yeah, I want to play. Mean, yeah, it's like I'm sorry, being kind about it, like saying, Oh, what this asshole meant to say was mm-hmm. is, is in my mind like no, it couldn't be clearer what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of to blame for what he's saying now because you keep letting him say it. And yeah. one also you're also to blame because you're not apolo- you're not trying to apologize and correct the problem and have a harder stance for it. Because you're basically saying, Well, he did a bad thing, but we're not gonna really do anything about it. Well then that means you're allowing that to happen. Yeah. I mean to my knowledge he, he I, I don't I haven't heard of any projects that they've put him on since. Um, but they're also not making a statement of... Uh, that he's been released. Yeah, that he's been released or whatnot. Not like the guy in the recent co- uh, X-Men comic books that happened who put Ooh. some super, super... I know we're very going off topic right yeah. here because we're not talking about the main main keynote yeah. here, so, so, but... Some, some real some like real bad shit happened in an X-Men comic. You yeah. can find it. Yeah, he. Uh, you can find it. The guy got guy got taken off all his contracts for all their work and his work, his work got rewritten and... Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was shocking. But anyway, back to vampire. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's my biggest concern. I hope that it doesn't become a, ma- a, a bigger thing. And if it does, then that's that. Um, but there is a bunch of ex- more exciting, cool yep. shit that got in. Uh, there. What's really cool is there uh, actually what I find from a little bit of art. I know we're not super art snobs yeah. here, but what was really cool is, uh, the young lady who's the art director, uh, who looked super wicked, by the way, she was awesome. Uh, she came out with new art that basically said, Hey, we're going to do art like we have been, but we're actually going to do a lot of photography and photography yeah. manipulation. And the photography they did, she showed, it's like, Oh, them spoopy pictures. Yeah. Them, yeah. Them spoops. And, and I, I want to see that because photography means you can get like, it looks real, more real. Mm-hmm. It looks more visceral. It's more in your face. And well, oh, that's gonna be cool. Probably one of the biggest things that, that got me, perked up my interest when they were talking about the visual style was the idea that vampires, because the masquerade and the information age and all of this stuff, the new trend is that, you know, you, you kind of have two selves, uh, where you have your, the self that you are when you're out feeding and hunting 
and you know mingling amongst the mortals which is probably going to be you know a very a very you know blend in don't make any waves uh you know don't stand out in yeah, the crowd don't, don't stand it out like any anyone who takes like a like a like a 30 second look at you is going to say oh that's just a normal guy um and you know oh he's just going off into the back with you know so and so that's perfectly normal but then when you come into like elysium or private greetings there's the trend of letting your freak flag fly in that instance. Be the monster that you actually and are. I think that kind of addresses one of the, like, I mean, a concern that one might have because, you know, Vampire does have a very a very specific aesthetic and mm-hmm. that's been adopted by, you know, a bunch of edgelords. And, yep. and, and, you know, black leather trench coats and blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, okay, not in 2017. Oh, very, oh, what some people would be like alternative culture sort mm-hmm. of, but aesthetics even, but not even alt culture at this point yeah. it's a very or a very specific like you know goth scene stuff mm-hmm. but it's like all right but uh, goths at the mall okay there would be goths at the mall that being said, <laughs> it, it's it's good that they're making part of the culture no when you're out some there are times when you need to just blend well you know it's, it's the difference mm-hmm. between like say like an old ventru wearing, you know, a, like, you know, khakis and a polo shirt, and then at Elysium, he's wearing his frock coat and powdered wig. Yeah, like, or, it's, it's yeah. Even that well, he's not walking around well, city looking like that because everyone goes, well, who is that weirdo, yeah. and, and what party is he going to? And that, and that gives an opportunity for creativity, right? Like, that gives an opportunity to really, well, it... it I like it because it's like, okay, well, yeah, you can just always say it's like, well, of course you're just going to wear cargos and a t-shirt because my God, you know, you're going to Cumberland Mall. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't dress like a weirdo. But it's like, okay, well now you need to think really creatively because like, how would that, that vampire express Mm -hmm. himself when he really wants to go nutso? Yeah. And that, that leads to, I don't know thinking about who your character is for a couple of minutes other than, other than Nightshade Deathmonger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's really going to... I think that's really going to come alive in LARP. Um, yep, like, absolutely. Like oh, that'd be... Re- no, yeah, you're uh, right. Dude, that'd you be know, really one cool. Of my, you know, one of my biggest beefs with, uh, with you know, mm-hmm. um, LARPing in terms of this particular setting is when I went to do it, I came... I came freak flag flying like uh-huh. my I sprayed my hair blue right. like I wore like giant combat boots and like padded the worn down soles of them with boxes and like nice. duct tape and like made a, made a band t-shirt for a band that didn't exist and mm-hmm. had anarchist pins and shit and then there's just like I have a hood on yeah, mm-hmm. I'm obfuscating. Well, that's also because we're all you know giant buffer larp snur- yeah. snobs, and so we we come completely dressed the nines like, whatever character. Yeah, we have. it's like oh, it's a character. I'm yeah. a character. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're but we're all vampires here, right? So mm-hmm. I don't have to pretend not to be one, right? right. Yep. And and well, point I want to make about this is if if the idea of if you're in Elysium and you're letting your freak flag fly, and the, they specifically said be embracing the monster that you are. I'm like, that means the Camarilla is starting to take a stance that are a little closer to the Sabbat of going, yeah. it's okay to be the Lord of the night. It's okay to be not human for a little while. We pretend that's the whole point. You're not actually human with crazy, weird, dark powers. You are a monster. A little bit and, of horseshoe theory here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? That's great. That will make me love cam games and, and art games more because it's not like this it, it is a little bit woe is me because it is supposed to be gothic and it's supposed to be uh, personal uh, horror personal yep. horror but but also there's there's a great power fantasy thrill of going you know what I am a vampire in the night you know I'm what? going to go kick the shit out of this guy I'm going to look as badass as I want 
I'm waiting to see how they handle humanity. Oh yeah. yeah. If it returns and if and how it returns. How do you measure how close you are to being just a raving monster? As far- and, and I would be happy if that doesn't exist at all because you're just a fucking monster with with some points that you have that get to decide when and how you aren't a monster. I would yeah. prefer that honestly because let, let's I, I just, you know, uh, managing humanity or the the whole white wolf managing how much of a fucking weirdo you yeah. are by a number scale. Yeah. I I never bought it. It's just not it's clunky. It's really hard to do. It's hard to like decide when's the real time to like check against it. It's a it's an objective morality too. Yeah. That was the problem with humanity. It wasn't like like some renditions of Chronicles of Darkness which is more about, about sanity and insanity. Yeah. Oh, are you off? It was very much morality. It was mm-hmm. this is basically quote unquote you and God's judgment upon you of like doing certain acts will will make you closer or yeah. farther from what you really they are. They objectified morality, and that that's that's interesting. Like I, I just think that that the whole aesthetic choice is uh, the Nordic LARP influence making its uh, making its way known. Possibly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm real interested in that. I think that that whole thing is going to, and I think the. Uh, the way they describe the blood, the blood system, and the hunger system, I think that you, that what you said, Ryan, about the humanity, they're gonna. I think they're gonna go that just, way. Just wrap it all up in that. Like, yeah. yeah, you're, yeah, you know, your humanity track. Yeah, it's it's every day of your life, and mm-hmm. you have to manage that shit. It's and, and it could be as simple as just wrapping, like you said, in hunger of like, yeah, your hunger dictates how freakish you get. You in, you basically involuntary express your inhumanity potentially at the wrong times when mm-hmm. you need to keep the masquerade if that is like the one cardinal rule now mm-hmm. and you expressing hissing at someone just a dude on the street because he bumped into you mm-hmm. that's super yeah, bad that people, can be super problematic well, especially since they mentioned that you know the second inquisition is oh yeah oh, we, we hadn't we hadn't brought them up yeah. yet yeah, but yeah, yeah they was like. Well, of course, the NSA and the FBI noticed that there are people feeding on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> of course, someone noticed that. Yeah. They're not stupid. They watch everything all the time forever. And and this is the world of darkness. It's worse than reality, which reality in this case is terrible. <laughs> like, it's less than fun. Yeah, it's less yeah. than fun. They can actually see what you talked about and call detail records, unlike yep. now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... Of course, there's going to be groups of people who are within the government are going to be like specifically mm-hmm. hunt down and take care of problems. And you know, you know who you really don't want to be upset with you, a, a government with a, a government agency with a, with black money, like you yep. know, money that isn't on the books anywhere. That's that as, a, as and a, are aware that the supernatural exists. It's not just oh, we're going to go have vampires. Like no, let's go find the other supernatural things that we know are really good against vampires. Yeah, and then you're like shit. Well, that's, that's something that uh, uh, an un, unsubstantiated rumor uh, that probably was dealt with in the keynote is that, um, like they mentioned, the idea that the technocracy and Pentax are in on the new Inquisition. Right. I would not doubt that at all, actually, well, and on some level. Now, I think that one of the questions in the video may have broached the subject of, well, what about, right, vampire, but what about the other, like mm-hmm. all the we- weird-ass supernaturals out there? And is they very much were like, well, let's focus on vampire. Let's I mean, just that, that, that makes there sense. will be time for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on vampire, which I applaud wholeheartedly. One step at a time, guys. Let's not let's not reach yeah. too far too fast because well, you don't, you we don't need to get... we need to get this right because once we get this right, we'll know how to do the others that much better. Well, right. I mean, at that point, if you get a what well, what they really need is a robust system 
that I don't listen. I've never minded them doing the sort of template swapping thing that they do where mm-hmm. they're like, okay, especially in new odd, I actually found it quite brilliant that it's like, no, you make a human first, make the mm-hmm. guy you were before you changed. And now we're going to apply a template. We're going to go through that arc. And then you can be like, okay, I'm that guy. Yep. And I've, I've never minded them. And if they need a robust system that will let them do that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I would wholeheartedly because it all should come down to being a person first and then you're whatever that thing is. I think if they're going to borrow if they're going to borrow that from from Chronicles of Darkness, I say more power to them because that was probably one of the best innovations. Right. Um, and you can see like okay, well, and I know we're going to talk about vampire, but you know, fun podcast. Yeah. So, let's talk about it. As a werewolf, obviously it's rage. Yeah. Obviously, rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your hunger isn't hunger, it's rage. <laughs> if you're um, if you're a mage, God, pff, I don't know. You may actually make them I mean, pulse to do magic, like where you don't have control over your reality bending powers. I mean, they may express yeah. themselves. Paradox may take the form yeah. of the you, the shit you carry around on you all the time in the new mm-hmm. version. Yeah, obviously fairies is how much a fucking fairy you are, and not in the not in the homophobic sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how much of a weird fairy how enchanted creature. you are, and how much that may bleed over to your life. Because no offense, as as anyone is up with new like modern like urban fantasy. It sucks being enchanted. Like, being inside a, a fairy tale can really be a bad situation uh, for yourself. In the R.S. Belcher book, Nightwise, it's uh, the main character. He did sell something to the... He sold his ability to be... I'm sorry, spoilers. But he sold his ability to feel joy Ugh. to do something to a fae. And I have saves. a horrified look on my face right now. Yeah, it's like, like okay, you're just signing up for chronic depression. And Yeah, and, it's, and that's like a three-fourths through the book thing. And it's like, ah, oh, shit. That explains a lot about why he's the way he is. <laughs> I mean, he still does all the people things, has sex, you know, hunts monsters, is a bad guy when he needs to be one. But mostly it's just like, oh, you just can't feel happy. Fair gross. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't make deals with them. Just no, don't. Ever, bad. ever, it's ever, ever. Bad. It's just a bad. But anyway, yeah, all that shit. Oh, uh, this is another really cool thing that I like. I know we're going to go a little long this episode, but that's perfectly fine. There's actually a lot of things to mine on this is the city-state political dynamic. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone's... Like, they basically said, like, with the with the internet... And uh, the Inquisition. And, and the Inquisition. Um, it actually... That's something I, I thought of when I was listening to it, is that they're, they're once again, taking from, from Chronicles of Darkness uh, and the idea that uh, the city is everything. Like, the, there's a lot less international and or intercity stuff. Yep. Um, like the the Camarilla is going to be it's it's going to be a lot less big, and then and the idea that cities are warped by their rulers mm-hmm. and and made to be like these unique independent things. It's old, that's it's fucking a, sexy. Yeah, it's a new feudal state. It's a new feudal state, which mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, please do that because Dark Ages Vampire mm-hmm. is rad because of that. Yeah. And and honestly the the least amount of like elder I mean, yes, I like the idea of that that fifth gen monster mm-hmm. who sits on in t- at the top of the, you know, Bank of America building, you know, affecting policy and making my life a living hell and I'm okay with that. On mm-hmm. it's just I don't want to ever have to meet the guy and I don't yeah. want to ever want to suck his dick. Is really yeah. what it comes down to. And I don't want his archon to come put a hand up my ass mm-hmm. because I, you know, mentioned his lover that died. Like yep. fifty years ago yeah, or some shit. I you can tell that I don't like the courtly bullshit of, yeah. of masquerade. I like the street level stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, and the more of that, the better. I'm yeah, I, thousand. If that's exactly the direction they're going with, I'm a thousand percent sitting and playing one of these. games. I absolutely think that you're, we're going to see a sort of a dynamic of 
you know, you've got the anarch level play, which is going to be your default for being a neonate or being a being a, 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 a you know up to Ancilla level, um, and then like either you get past the velvet rope or you don't. I just like the, I just like the idea of there being like a five digit number that you text when you're a new vampire in a city mm-hmm. instead of having to show up to Elysium and you know a you know throw yourself at the feet of some yeah. some highfalutin asshole it's just like no just shoot us a tech we have an automated system for that mm-hmm. now. Or, just, or it may be more it may still be you have to meet in person but it's going to be much more low-key much more introductory of yeah you're not actually meeting all of them because we don't know if you're a douchebag yet and you may go narc on a whole bunch of people so you're going to get the initial like mm-hmm. in, in interview thing of mm-hmm. this you're now a vampire and this is what we're going to mm-hmm. do you're not going to know anything on the back end you're only going to meet like two people other vampires right. because those are your points of contact because if you know about the entire network and then uh, somebody yeah. gets a hold of you, we're all screwed. Funny so. thing about secret societies, the number of members and who the members are should probably, for the most part, be secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, that, that, that makes me wonder how they're going to deal with stuff like status. Like, I think status is going to be a big deal. And also, like, your sect affiliations. Like, yeah. you're, came, you're an anarch, and that, mm-hmm. then you, like, go up to one dude, flow your cam badge, and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm this guy. And he's like, sure, gotcha, whatever you need, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's kind of like the old black hand yeah. and being in the Inquisition in the Sabbat, yeah. where it's like... Well, it's the idea, like, like the idea that, oh, well, you're, you're an anarch, you're an anarch, and you can, you can shake your fist and say, fuck the cam every day, uh, and then the sheriff shows up because you broke the masquerade. Yeah, and the... Uh, and, you know, it, it... Not the anarch sheriff, or whatever, or the no, knight, the, the or cam- whatever it is, the actual sheriff from the cam going... I am 400 years older than you. Do you really think you've got a chance with me? Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's going to have a very nice paranoia level state of play. Yeah, I'm, I've always been okay with the hey, like the masquerade is a okay. You know, it, yeah. that that's the fun part. You know, that's the you know, it kind of tr- makes the setting the setting. Yeah. It's the setting, right? All the other rules, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the anarch position, and I think that that having that sort of like this is the line we don't cross and 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 you know but if you want to play with the big boys here's all these other rules but if you don't then well we don't really want you because that's just another that's another every person that we let pass the velvet rope is another fucker that motherfucker that we're going to have to you know watch our back on if you stay stay down in the streets with the rabble that means we don't have to fucking worry about you right uh, as long as you follow the one big rule or if you start getting too big for your britches, then you might the, get approached. Yeah. yeah, or approached either go, yeah, take the deal, or we're going to ice you. Your pick. Mm-hmm. Would choose. Well, I mean, it's, it's it makes it it's it's going to be the fucking mafia. And also, like. the sheriff saw Game of Thrones recently, so he's really into molten gold this year. <laughs> 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 so you know, yeah. Right, and what uh, one of the things that I was very interested in is what they they want the living. It's the living world of darkness, kind mm-hmm. of. They really want multimedia like yeah. they want to keep up things like they want I mean I'll believe when I see it yeah that's, no. that's a, I think that's think, super ambitious I, I think that ambition means it's going to be a much slower rollout than they are expecting I don't think yeah. the 2020 shit's going to work I think it's going to be more like 2023 2025 when when everything is out and fully running and operational like all the books are out all I, of the video I don't even games have a and concept that of that i don't yeah. even have yeah. a concept of that year existing yeah mm-hmm. 2020 for, for lots of reasons <laughs> i just yeah. don't even like man i'm living for today whatever yeah. the, the, the my my uh my big milestone is 2018 yep because uh, that's when we can vote some fuckers out yep 
Yeah, that'll be a very interesting and lovely yeah, year. Yeah, I'll think about 2020 when 2018 is less of a bad year than this one is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll just remember, one step at a time. That's um, all we're I really, I really like their stance on like metaplot characters of their story is going to be their personal story and leaving the big save the world, uh, fucking change the, change the game actions into the player's hands. Yeah, it's, absolutely. That's how it should be. Um, oh, one last thing before we kind of wrap up that I really liked. Um, they actually t- showed us a little bit of how they're going to do their production line of the actual publish the actual books. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a slim rules rules book, basically, mm-hmm. and they're going to have two big setting books. Yeah, the Cam and the Anarch books are going to be big deals. Um, then after that, they'll probably have the Sabbat book, but it's like the idea of... So you can get your murder hobo. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. Like if, so they're basically saying if you really want to play the game, you can just buy one book. If you just want to play the physical game, here you go. But if you want to know all the juicy, juicy bits that we can... so And also, they can focus purely on one book. It has nothing but mechanics in it. The other book is purely setting so that they can get writers who are very, very good at those things mm-hmm. and only work on that. They don't right. have to cross-pollinate themselves. I mean, and one, I mean, one of White, we all know one of White Wolf's greatest sins is not knowing how to lay out a book to save their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Indexes, Blue Bill. Indexes. Indexes. Also, <laughs> stop... Stop putting so many words around mechanics. Just tell me what the mechanics are, please. Yep. It's okay to say this one section is mechanics. We're just going to dryly please tell you how stop, it works. Please stop trying to tell me a narrative how a charm works. Please stop. <laughs> I don't understand. And uh, boy, this is open to interpretation. <laughs> how did you translate this to another language? <laughs> do, peop- do people in other countries play this? <sighs> I believe they do. No, it's got to fall all... I mean, obviously Germany does. Yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I know, right? And that's more the joke. It's like, oh my God, how do they translate this? I mean, and how do they keep them... I bet the Germans get a better version with mechanics that are clear. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you love them more than us, White Wolf? Uh, Why? That was brilliant. Well, because the torch has been passed from the Americans to the Europeans. Yeah. And, and, well. and, and definitely some of, in some of the things that we've said and all that and the way they're approaching this definitely feels we're used to a very American-centric a perspective on the publishing on the publishing side and the sensitivity of potentially their fan base and this is going to a more Eurocentric one, which... Different culture, different perspectives. And let's be completely honest. They've shown recently that they have, at least a couple of them have shown they have it a little bit more together than we do. Yep. Uh, you, you know, France and, and Germany, at least. Viva la France. Yeah. I like Mark Rollins. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, any more thoughts on this, guys? Um, I'm excited. I obviously have some concerns on sort of the more uh, social, political end of things. Uh, but I, yeah, um, I really want to see, see that keynote. Um, I, yeah, I hope he does get published somewhere. If uh, someone who's had to have recorded I'll it, I'll honestly only give a shit once I see mechanics. Fair That's enough, like actual mechanics. Well, I, I heard, one of the rumors that I heard is that that sometime soon they're going to actually drop those alpha mechanics. On oh, us. please, I want them to do a right. D&D they, style. And if they do like play an test. alpha playtest where they let us just be like, "Come, please break the game. Please mm-hmm. break the game." Like, oh, I'll break your game. Don't worry, I will. Uh, I love I, it. I will be right there with you, man. If they want to give me alpha, I say in a little piece of paper, it says, here, have the alpha rules. I'll look at it, and I will break the crap out I of mean, it. I mean, honestly, like, if we were probably looking for some bullshit to do on the podcast, if we ever wanted to record us playing, a, a, like, a game or something, would, we could do us some vampire. I'd, yeah. I'd run one hell of a, of a two-man vampire game. Yeah, well, that works. I'm down with that. All right. All right. So All right. Ryan, Ryan, you're his sire. Uh, and I wanna, yes! I want to see some homoerotic shit. All right, all right. No, no, no. Scott, you just revealed more about yourself than I think you'd ever care to. Fanfiction.net, everyone. Fanfiction. 
Really? Seven years later? <laughs> <laughs> it's that shit's still around. You drop you dropped this on me seven years in? <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking around. But anyways, if you really But enjoy- if you want to. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. Don't stop. Things get hot here on Polyhedron late at night. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yay. Welcome to KLARP 107.5. <laughs> this one's going out to you, Veronica. You know who you are, baby. You know who you are. Get your tin you foil hats and your plumbing supplies, babe. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to roll. Oh, We're that's, about that's to Dr. roll Nerd initiative. Love. That's Dr. Nerd Love all over it right there. And before this goes anywhere, let's get the hell out of here. Um, if you want to give us feedback, you want to tell us how great we're doing, go over and give us an email at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at uh, polyhedroncast. I am at bioimportance as well if you want to get in touch with me personally. I am at Divismolcav if you want for me to ignore it because I never really look at it. But I, 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 I might. Scott, I use the Twitter. I use the tweeter. I, I'm at I'm at arduous R J U O U S. Yes, and he's actually far more active, actually a little more active than I am, even though I'm pretty active on it. Well, I, you know, sometimes me and Murphy say funny things, and I just <laughs> like I just do those. Yeah. Also, I sometimes scream really stupid, mean things during Hearthstone, because <laughs> I get you got to vent it out. You gotta yeah, I, I get angry, and sometimes it's funny. Um, I, I've actually gotten a little bit better about checking my tweet doors. Good. Um, also, I have another thing, and this will be in the description of our um, of the actual cast of the episode. Um, we have a Discord. I have made a Discord server. Um, what what is Discord? Uh, Discord? I actually don't know. You actually don't know? Okay. No. So Discord is a primarily used for online gaming, but you can pretty much use it because it's basically just a text and voice chat uh, uh, network. It's like quote, Slack. It's quote like, unquote for gamers. Quote unquote, See. but everyone uses it for whatever the hell they want. Really? Yeah. Like every, all the big streamers have Discord channels and a lot of podcasts have it's Discord free, channels. It's free and it's really reliable. The voice chat is so much more reliable than Skype. Cool. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, you know, people are just in it all the time. Like, you just choose to be in it, and you're in it, yep. and you can check it whenever you like. And, and it'll give I mean, you notifications and all that fun stuff. And yeah. it's actually a more realistic way than asking someone to write an email to us, honestly. They yep. could just say, hey, y'all, could you, I have a question for you. Yeah, and it's actually, it's basically a forum that without, like, having to go, necess- the direct rigmarole of, like, individually going to every, like, thing you likes forum. It's one place where you can have multiple servers all but all at the same time that can tell you you jump between servers that you want to talk to. That's pretty cool. We're super excited about a chat room is really what we're yeah. saying, guys. Um, Welcome I, to 1990. I'm, I'm, so I'm going to put a... There will be a link, a permanent link to Discord in the description. It will permanently be in our description, so I should probably tell you my username, us. huh? Yeah. Uh, no, you'll... I'll set that all up. Do not worry about that. That information will be forthcoming, but it'll be very obvious for everyone who's in it. I'm in it right now, actually. Um, also, and, and if you really want to support us and you want us to give us even better mics and more foam and better studio space and you want us to do more for you, go over to patreon.com slash polyhedron and think about giving us a buck or two. Become one of our bosses and help us make this show better. Yeah, I mean, Matt's obsession with foam is long running. I mean, he used to want it for hitting people, and now he just wants to put it all over his walls. He wants to be surrounded by it, embraced in its loving, uh, loving warm, embrace. warm, cozy, and I can't hear a it's, damn thing. It's fuzzy, itchy grass. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, for everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. <laughs>